Hello and welcome to the Gaseki Cast. I'm your senior bracer, Tyler, and this episode will be a little bit different. We're going to talk about our favorite tracks and songs from the Trails in the Sky arc and listen to them a little bit. Thanks to Falcom's official music policy, uh, as stated on their website, they say that you can use their music for just about anything, as long as you make sure to cite them and give them credit. So we'll be able to listen to their songs in full and talk about them, and I'll have a couple of special guests on this episode. Welcome to part one of the Kiseki Music episode. I'm joined by two special guests. Uh, our first guest is a squire of the Grouse Ritter, Lady Virgilia. Hey there. And our second guest is a special attaché to the Class 7 from Erebonia, February night. Hey, guys. So a quick, uh, if you can give yourselves a quick little intro uh, on what you guys, what maybe got you into Trails as a series, and if you can pick out your favorite game in the whole franchise, starting with Lady. All right. Uh, thanks, Tyler, for having me on, by the way. Um, so I first got into Trails actually not that long ago. It was back in October last year in 2018. I just heard about PS4 ports coming over, and um, at the time, I, I was curious about those, um, of the Cold Steel ports, I mean. Um, and so I looked up the series, and that's when I found that subreddit and realized that, oh, there's a lot more games before Cold Steel ever happens. Um, fortunately, I had a, like, gaming laptop, I guess, so I can run games pretty easily. So that's when I started with Trails in the Sky FC. Someone convinced me, or actually a lot of people convinced me on the subreddit to just start from there. Um, and fortunately, I um, have a lot of good memories of the Harvest Moon series and Trails in the Sky FC, the kind of slow start reminded me of that. So I didn't have a problem <laughs> with getting into it. And then I just went from there all in order. <laughs> okay, the good. Yeah, the so you started uh Cold Steel is what interested you, but you ended up starting with Trails in the Sky. Yes. Cool. Yes, exactly. And what is your favorite game in the whole franchise? All right. So my favorite game in the whole Trail series is Aonokisuki or Trails to Azure. It's mostly because I personally really liked all the different political tensions and factions that were going on in the Crossfell arc, and Azure just took it to a whole new level, like just how messy, like, politics and scheming and everything can get, um, and so that's why I just, it was kind of just, everything just kept going, it was a roller coaster, truly, a whole way, uh, not the cliche, kind of like, it's a roller coaster, no, it was truly just a ride, um, yeah, and it also had my favorite cast and also my favorite OST in the whole game series. So I do love my Azure. Well, cool. And how about you, Feb? So I got into the trail series uh, by doing a search on um, on Steam. Uh, I just searched for uh, turn-based RPGs. I'm a huge fan of turn-based uh, RPGs. I'm a action-y RPGs I've, I always have uh, just struggled to play with. Uh, and turn-based kind of gave me a lot of time to think about my actions. So I did a search, and I found uh, Trails of Cold Steel uh, on uh, Steam. So it, And I saw the reviews, and the reviews were 
the highest I've ever seen for uh, any game uh, that I've seen on Steam before. So I went ahead and put it to my wish list. And um, when the Steam Summer Sale came out, came along in July of 2018, uh, I went ahead and popped for it. And I, as soon as I heard the very first OST, Atrocious Raid, play in uh, Trails of Cold Steel, I was immediately uh, hooked and sold. And little did I know, I was uh, sucked into a... Uh, sucked into the world of trails and never to ever be seen again. Um, since then, I, I've played through. I started with Trails of Cold Steel 1, and then I played Trails of Cold Steel 2 until a certain part, until I felt like I was missing a little too much. Uh, and then I went back and um, watched through um, the Crossbell arc. And then uh, after I finished that, I was like, man, I, I, was, I would just want some more trails. So I went ahead and watched through uh, Trails of the Sky as well. And I'm very happy that I was able to uh, experience the full arc uh, through Cold Steel 2. But lo and behold, I was, again, quite wanting some more trails. So I went ahead and uh, watched, or played through, actually. I imported uh, trails of Cold Steel 3 and 4, the Japanese versions, from Japan. And I used the help of uh, Kitsune 547 spreadsheet to play through those two games. And... Um, Thankfully to him, I was able to experience those two games, and I'm, I can easily say that my favorite game uh, in the whole Trails series is Trails of Cold Steel 4 and a saga. Okay. You know, I, you said before that you're really excited for everyone to play Trails of Cold Steel 3 because it has, like, apparently a big cliffhanger. And oh. to be honest, I'm not sure if anything could top the FC cliffhanger, but I'm excited to see if I'm wrong. It's funny you say that, Tyler, because the, the, the FC cliffhanger was really something. I, I will say immediately, as soon as I saw the ending to, uh, to Trails in the Sky FC, I immediately started watching SC, like, right away. Um, I've got to say, it was the same way with the ending of uh, Cold Steel 3. However, the ending of Cold Steel 3, the, 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 the events that take place are, um, a, I would say, a bit more, um, in my opinion, at least. I'm not saying it will be your opinion. I'm not saying it will be everybody's opinion. But I will say the events of Cold Steel 3, you'll see, I'll leave it to you guys' imagination, uh, really make it feel a lot more um, crucial to see the uh, see what happens next. Well, cool. I mean, I think I speak for everyone when I say that I'm super excited for Cold Steel 3. Oh, yeah. Same. It's only, like, two months away. Less than that, so. Yeah. It's like, we're getting to, like, <laughs> six, seven weeks, right? Yeah. Seriously. I think it's like six weeks now. It's well, going to be here before you know it. And I really am looking forward to hearing you guys' and everybody's reaction to it. Well, as I mentioned in the intro, we are here to talk about our favorite tracks uh, in the Trails in the Sky trilogy uh, OSTs. And I think that you'll, you guys definitely, I mean, you've already mentioned the, the OSTs for other arcs in the franchise. And I think that you'll agree with me when I say that musical music is absolutely integral to the Kiseki games. Oh, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Because when I first played FC, like, I'd, I don't want to be sacrilegious here, but I was actually not really blown away by the music. Um, but part of that is because I came into FC hot off the heels of um, playing Chrono Cross, which is, like, <laughs> well-known as having one of, if not the best yeah. uh, soundtracks in all of video games. So it took a little bit for me to get won over by it. Maybe it was because the the it's it's a little bit more synthy 
in FC? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say that the first three Trails games, especially, like, Sky, um, I, gu- I guess, like, Azure and Zero is kind of guilty of it, too, but they use a lot more synth um, for everything. Um, I do think that Falcon chooses well, like, what synth they do use. Oh, yeah. But yeah. it's definitely, like, a, it's, um, I would agree with you that the tracks themselves aren't always like standout hits or stellar. It's usually like what we associate with them after we've played through the arc is what makes them like. Yeah, I think you're right because like yeah. a, a lot of times, and I think it'll come out when we start talking about our picks, it's it's not just the track so much as like the weight that the music carries with it because it's so like tied yeah. to the yeah. scene I that think. is in the game. I think you got it right there on the head there, Tyler. So we're going to go through and uh, take turns and name our top three favorite tracks in the Sky Trilogy. Uh, and I'll be going first. My first pick is going to be the maybe it was Faded Super Range version of uh, Fateful Confrontation. So I really like maybe it was Faded because it's just like a really, it's a really upbeat battle tune that goes like really hard. And you guys can laugh at me if you want to. But I totally can picture that song tied with, like, some 90s action movie, uh, like, rollerblading chase scene. <laughs> nice. Nice. I, I like that image. I don't know why that comes to mind, but that's just, it just sounds like something that would happen. Like, when the guitar really comes in hard, I don't know. But uh, I really like, like thinking about it. I really like that as a battle tune, and I'm struggling to remember how many parts are it's it shows up in but it seems like it should be in more but the fact that it shows up in at least one fight just makes that fight seem like oh shoot there's some weight to this one yeah for sure i agree tyler um from my recollection it only plays once in the games it plays in the steam version of of uh the third um, and it plays for only one battle. And so for me, I would say I really like this track because you're fighting three of the enforcers at one time. And if you recognize how the organ is pretty prevalent as one um, voice, and then you also have the two guitars that are like... Um, harmonizing the whole time Mm -hmm. and together that's three voices so it always makes me think it's perfect for that fight yeah Uh, because you're fighting the three people at the same time Uh, i like it i like a lot actually tyler um i'm really enjoying the solo parts that happen Mm -hmm. during that uh it's like critical moments within the fight and the fact that you are fighting your forces i I think it's a overall uh, good soundtrack for sure All right, so let's take a listen to Maybe It Was Faded.
All right, guys. So next up is my pick. And for that, I picked Conspiracy that first played in Trails in the Sky SC. So I really like Conspiracy uh, for a lot of reasons. The first thing I really thought of when I heard it was how like perfectly mysterious it is. It starts off really slow. The tempo is pretty slow. And um, after you hear it a few other times and you see what's going on behind the scenes with this mysterious organization, um, I always thought of the percussion aspect part, um, kind of like the snapping and like the, the very slow roll of like the drum. It's, it just, to me, it seems like such a, it ties everyone in this organization together. You know, like, this is exactly a conspiracy. So everyone's on board uh, for the same ideal, for the same whatever they're serving. And we know from the games that they serve who's called the Grandmaster. Um, so it just sounds to me like the perfect embodiment of everyone is on board for the same thing. And just the choral aspects, like Falcom, to me, they did a really good job choosing whatever synth choir part that they use. And I want to specifically talk about one part that I really associate with the song is when we first see LeBlanc and Louvé on those uh, Rouen warehouse rooftops. And they're talking about the gospel and how they were um, testing it and everything. And Kevin is there too. And even he is scared and we know who he is, you know, like afterwards going through the entire sky arc, we know that he's powerful on his own, but knowing that even he was kind of like, dang, these guys are not messing around. Like these people are powerful. Um, I always associate the song with that first. And then afterwards, just the fact that the song plays uh, in games after <laughs> the Sky Arc, it just really ties in the whole, this is like Ouroboros' theme. When I hear this song, I think straight away, Ouroboros. Like, it just, to me, when I first heard it, it just screams mystery uh, to me. And it's it's definitely definitely a good OST there. It does it, it does its job with just like you said, lady with the percussion, you know the the snapping and the, the beat of it. Uh, it 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 just gives you that feeling of. I know I said it already, but the mysterious feeling about it, about these people that are talking, how there's like a hidden power behind them, and you know, Grandmaster is definitely you know the epitome of hidden power, right? So uh, mm-hmm. I can see exactly what you mean by, and why you like this OST. You guys pretty much said it all. Um, the the only other thing that I had was the, I think someone might have mentioned that there's not just the mysterious, but it kind of makes me feel like it. This song can only play when it's really dark outside. <laughs> and yeah, I'm not afraid of the dark at all. In fact, I love the dark. I probably should turn more lights on when I'm walking around in the house in the middle of the night so I don't crash into things. 
but if I was walking somewhere and it was dark and I just heard this song, I would probably be a little scared. Same. Are you sure you're not an unfortunate yourself, Tyler? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> anyway, mm. let's, uh, let's take a listen to Conspiracy. Um, my first track that I am going to play for you guys is the Cradle Where Feelings Rest from Trails in the Sky the Third. The best part about uh, Cradle Where the Feelings Rest is the how subtle the soundtrack enters in. It begins very, very subtle, but it, at the same time, it just hits you with such emotion. Um, and in Trails in the Sky the Third, this song plays during some very uh, incredibly emotional parts of the story. Uh, one of the biggest parts, if not one of the biggest emotional parts of the whole series, I would argue, uh, is Ren and her story with uh, that that door uh, near the end or near the later part of Trails in the Sky Third. Um, I thought Falcom JDK did, did an awesome job uh, with the music and eliciting that emotion out of me. Uh, and just hearing that song, just hearing that song play. Even without seeing any kind of story, of someone, especially someone that, as incredible as Renz, uh, just elicits the tears already. So, uh, and also being a pianist myself, I have a high appreciation for the, the skill to play a, a song like this and, and to play it in a way that you know brings about the emotion. So uh, that's why I make this definitely one of my top three for sure for the Trails in the Sky arc. This is such a good pick, Feb. Um, yeah, I agree. This song, even on its just on its own, is very uh, emotive. It's very evocative because, um, to me, they do such a great job with phrasing. Uh, what's called phrasing um, with this piano, so it has a lot of 
crescendo and decrescendo and it just it's kind of like a roller coaster of emotion you know as you hear it um i do definitely remember that scene that you're talking about with ren and especially like when she's just sitting there in the rain yes afterwards uh with potter modder yeah that part's big um to me i also think i'm not sure if this is the first time we hear this piece but i personally associate it with when rufina and reese meet kevin for the first time yes yep and he's just literally like given up on life like he was just ready to die and it's just like dang well rufina <laughs> kind of like saved him so yeah there's definitely a huge roller coaster of emotion and on a lot of similarity with ren on that aspect too um she was in a very dark place so yeah i definitely um that's one of my favorite tracks from Trails in the Sky the 3rd and the the scene that i probably associate it with right away is the the Kevin scene that you mentioned lady and i the the sadness that comes with the song like it's just really upfront i think like some of the other songs that play in sad scenes might have a sadness associated with it but this one i think that's like the first emotion that i feel with the song um and then yes. when it plays later in Ren's door, uh, Ren's one of my favorite characters, probably my second favorite character after Estelle for like the whole Trails franchise. So it's, okay. it's, you know, I, I like Ren, but it's hard to, to hear the song with that scene because of how painful the scene is. So I do plan to, I actually do my own cover of uh, Crowell or Feelings Rest. Uh, with me playing uh, the piano part and the violin part, as well as the bass part. Oh. Um, all three parts oh. together, uh, putting that together. I, I feel like the bass kind of makes electric up quite a bit. Electric or double like, bass? I have electric, electric. bass. Nice. So uh, I think it'll make it sound pretty good for it just being a cover. Um, however, I think it'll be a while, so guys, uh, don't hold your breath. It'll be a while, but hopefully once I get it done, I'll be sure to let you guys know. And, I, and this, is, this song right here, I think it's just going to be so... It's definitely deserving of that. It's, I would be so happy to get it, to actually do yeah. a cover of it. That'll be beautiful. If you do ever get to it, I look forward to that, Fab. Yeah, me too. Thanks, Thanks, Tyler. But for right now, we will listen to the original version.
for my number two pick, I'm going to pick uh, Infiltration from Trails in the Sky SC. Well, I don't really have much to say about Infiltration. It's just uh, a nice little kind of funky beat that is far and away my favorite, uh, like, overworld map type uh, track in probably Trails, like, the entire franchise that I've played so far. It's just like a really easy listening, almost relaxing tune that perfectly fits sneaking into the Ouroboros bass. Yeah, I agree. This definitely the track fits the infiltration. <laughs> uh, now that, you know, after I played it and I was like in that laboratory, I was like, okay, this fits. Um, my first thoughts to it was like, wow, this is really something I wasn't expecting. Uh, I don't know why I was thinking this, but usually I associate like the uh, infiltration part of like, JRPG games with a faster paced um, track. A lot of the times it goes for a more like techno feel. So uh, the fact that this is very jazz influenced, um, it just was a really cool surprise to me. And especially because uh, in my like personal life, um, I've played with a jazz band and a jazz combo for many, many years. So it just brought back really cool like nice chill in with people vibe just jamming <laughs> that's awesome I, it, the word chill i think is what i would say exactly describes <laughs> this this ost it's the pretty darn chill and uh, for going into a base it's into a base and infiltrating it uh the name of it's pretty fitting as well um just it's easy to listen to uh nice and relaxing and Sounds like a good OST to me for uh, infiltrating an Ouroboros piece. It's good background music to right, just play exactly. in yeah. general. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, music. and that's one thing that like a lot of times when you get to overworld map music, it has to be able to repeat over and over and over <laughs> True. without you one. like losing your mind. And I think that this one does really well. Agreed. Yeah, for sure. All right. So let's listen to Infiltration.
Uh, so my second pick is from SC. The song first plays in FC, but I like the SC version better, and that's Feeling Sore with the Wind. So I really love this track because to me, this encompasses trails in the sky and a liberal as a kingdom that really relies on its airships and air travel. Um, we learn in a later game that the Sai Central Factory um, specializes in airship engines because of the geography of liberal. Um, it's very steep, so it makes it so they don't have a lot of cars and stuff. So it's mostly just uh, airships. Um, and so the fact that this song is a very airy or breezy feel, um, it's a lot more subtle in its instrumentation, which means like the choice of like instrument that it uses compared to the FC version of the song. It just gives a very like low key feeling of just being with uh, my gang, right? We're all on our airship traveling to the next place because um, that's that's the places that it plays in uh, throughout SC. When I hear this song, it sounds to me, I, I'm immediately just brought back to pretty much the beginning of everything in Trails in the Sky FC. I know this is the SC version, um, but it is pretty similar to to it. Um, and I think about uh, Estelle and Joshua setting off, you know, setting off through uh, to become junior bracers, right? Um, mm -hmm. So uh, it, it gives me a happy, warm, fuzzy feeling inside hearing this one. <laughs> um, and it's the very beginning of all the trails. So mm -hmm. awesome, awesome choice, lady. Yeah, I have to agree with you, Fed. The, the like the rhythm or the is it the motif that they play in that song shows up in a lot of other songs when like here and there and and it comes back in crossbell even and because it is so like synonymous with liberal it just that's trails in the sky is my favorite arc of the three so far and it just makes me feel happy to hear it because it's a nice happy song I think it's kind of nostalgic in that way, right? Yes, oh, absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. That way, right? Yeah. I'm kind of a sucker for nostalgia, as I think most people probably are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, let's take a listen to Feeling Sword with the Wind.
my second song that I uh, wanted to share with you guys, um, my second favorite song with the Trails in the Sky arc is called Where the Bonds Are from Trails in the Sky SC. Uh, I really like the um, Where the Bonds Are, uh, or, or it's also known as the Whereabouts of Bonds in some cases. Um, it it's, happens and it plays during a very very emotional part for me, at least, in the Trails in the Sky SC. Uh, shortly after, um, uh, Tyler, I want to ask you, are spoilers okay? In the- oh, absolutely. That's one of the first things that we said is this is not a spoiler-free podcast. Okay. All right, great. I've also been spoiling everything so far, so... Yeah. As, okay. long, as long as you don't spoil anything from Cold Steel 3 or 4. Oh, you got it. Okay, cool. We're good then. Because <laughs> I wouldn't do that for Lady Eater, so... Um, when... Uh, so I like this part because it plays, this OST plays during or shortly after uh, Joshua and Estelle and their embrace fall from the platform from the, um, uh, from the city in the sky. Um, and then after, uh, you know, the crew, the crew of the Arce and the party members in the cast that are on board the Arce are all sad and, and um, they spot uh, Sieg really happy. And then this song starts playing right when Ragnar pops up from the clouds. Uh, with, of course, Cassius, <laughs> along with uh, Joshua and Estelle, uh, safe and sound, of course. And then you hear, you know, Estelle and Joshua saying, Daddy, come on. <laughs> you know, it, it was really cool. It was really wholesome. And it made me so happy to see them, you know, safe and okay. Because and, that was a really emotional part of the story to me. And, uh, of course, the uh, listening to the uh, piano parts and the strings in the OST, I was just just filled with joy. You know, uh, I was really happy to hear this OST. I thought it played really well. I thought Falcom, JDK did an awesome job with this one as well. Yeah, for sure. This is a really beautiful track, uh, just in general. And for sure, I really love that scene at the end of SC uh, where we know they're okay. Oh, geez. Yeah, (laughs) that was uh, rough before. It's like, oh, we know that they made it. Um, But also... To me, what's amazing about this song and like the fact that it uses this motif is that it's called Whereabouts of Bonds, right? And um, the whole overworld map theme in Trails in the Sky SC is this is called Looking Up at the Sky, and it has the same melody, which is the like na 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 that, and the fact that they've bonded together throughout this whole journey by going on foot, you know, going going on foot, going on plane, everything they needed to do. But the fact that the cast, the party became so close together and tight knit because of their journey through the entire land of liberal, um, it just like really brings it together to me, like the whole like bond aspect of like, yeah, we're all like super close friends and this is a perfect way to kind of bring SC to a close or at least the big climax version uh, or scene of it. This is actually one of my favorite songs from SC and I'm so glad that you picked it because it was one of the ones that was like on the fence when I was like whittling down my top three. And I've said in previous uh, podcasts that a lot of times my favorite endings to games end up being ones that are a little bit sadder or melancholy or uh, like cliffhangers. But I loved, 
I love the ending to SC and it's a happy ending, even though they like pull the, the sneaky on you for a second there. And it's actually funny. I can remember specifically playing. So I played on PSP when I played the FC and SC. So I was laying on the couch watching a rugby game because I'm a big rugby fan and my favorite team is Ireland and we were watching Ireland play and it was in spring of 2018 when I was playing this and for the first time Ireland was winning the Grand Slam so they were winning like a European championship and so I should have been really excited but instead I'm just like so absorbed in this game instead <laughs> so I got to be happy about two things that day because Ireland won and then also Estelle and Joshua made it <laughs> that's perfect that's perfect yeah also Americans who love rugby or even know what it is amazing I know <laughs> there's there was uh I don't know if I'll keep this in or not but when I was in high school we had this exchange student that was from New Zealand and in New Zealand rugby is more of a religion than it is just a sport and wow. <laughs> his parents were visiting when we graduated and <laughs> I was talking rugby with his mom and she just interrupted me in the middle of everything. It's like, how am I talking rugby to an American right now? <laughs> wow. Perfect reaction. Yeah. So uh, anyway, let's uh, take a listen to where the bonds are.
Okay, going with my number one pick from the Sky Trilogy, it is Hoshino Arika from Trails in the Sky FC. So I specifically said that this song was from FC, even though it comes back quite a bit in SC, because I think that the most powerful time that it's played is at the very, very end of the game, where it's after um, Joshua and Estelle have their little scene out on the terrace, and it cuts in in the credits. And I think that the credits are like, there's such a, a, a powerful compilation of the pictures and the music because you see, you see, you know, Joshua leaves right before the credits start and you see all these pictures of Joshua coming into the bright household and becoming a part of the family. And at first he's really reluctant and he, you can see that he's like an outsider and he's maybe not if not unhappy, at least not comfortable in the household and the situation he's found himself in. But as the pictures go on and you see him get older and, and grow with Estelle and, and Cassius, he really starts to feel like that's where he belongs. You can see him, he starts smiling and he starts feeling like he's, he's a part of the family and the group. And it's, it's hard to see because you know that he's left now and Estelle in the end still, even though the, the song is overall kind of emotional and sad. And I mean, I'll tell you, I was in tears when I was watching it the first time, but Estelle stills positive at the end because she's standing there with her backpack and her staff. And she's like, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to bring him back. And the story that I want to include with this is the second time that I played through FC I was actually playing, like I said, I, I have a PSP. That's the version that I have. So I was playing in the break room at work, which was a dangerous thing to do because I was sitting there watching this scene with my headphones in and out of nowhere, my boss just came busting in because um, like the door opens really loudly. He came busting in just to grab a snack and he was like, yo, you all right? <laughs> and so I'm sitting there like, yeah, don't worry. It's just video game stuff. <laughs> wow, Tyler. <laughs> um, I couldn't imagine uh, playing some trails in the break room and my boss seeing me, seeing me play it, man. Um, especially in, with a scene like that. And, and I'm sure also uh, with the emotions, you know, going on like that. Um, th this definitely uh, elicited the emotions on my end, too. Uh, seeing the clip, to me, this is like, you know, the song of the cliffhanger. Of um, yeah, Solo Sky FC, right? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So it it it's a really well done, well voiced too. I, I, the 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 singer actually did a really good job. I thought it as well. Mm -hmm. this piece. Um, I, I thought it was a really good way to to end it. It, it it's also sad, but at the same time, it's kind of like look forward to the future kind of thing. It, the, the song kind of had a little bit of melancholy to it, but also a little bit of you know. It, it, it'll go on. Don't worry about it. It'll be okay. You mm -hmm. know? To me, at least that's what it got to me. Uh, it could be different for anybody else, but that's what I got out of it. And I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, I definitely agree with that because like you see Estelle at the end and she's like, she's got that good, the positive attitude that we all know of her. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree. I think it's like, even though it sounds like a melancholic song, the fact that the characters associate it with like their memories and nostalgic times, like the good times, and it pushes them forward. That's what makes this song actually also like a big motivator and like a like positive thing too that drives Estelle throughout and throughout SC really. 
you know, um, which is really cool. Um, I also really just love a lot of the points both of you bring up about how, um, yeah, like how Tyler brought up that Joshua, he plays this as, you know, he plays it on harmonica all the time. And the fact that it became such a regular thing for the bride's house, the fact that uh, he was like gone, but Estelle still has it. And she plays it in that dream. That's that's the thing that was really cool to me. She plays it in that dream sequence and it reminds her of like what she's really supposed to be doing. And that's what like wakes her up from it. That was really powerful to me. Um, and also the fact that I love how Hoshino Arika, it has, it's not necessarily a minor key, but it is a melancholic tune through what it sounds like, but it plays on the same melody that's uh, more, um, I would say uplifting, which is the feeling sore with the wind, which is also a big track in Trails in the Sky because Hoshino Arika is like, you know, and then feeling sore with the wind is, um, wait, shoot, I have to remember how it goes. <laughs> oh, da na 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 da na 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 And then it goes like, da na 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 And then, like, Hoshino Arika is a whole, like, da na 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 Oh, wait, da na 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 So it's, like, it's two very, like, pretty much the same melodic line but one goes melancholic and the other one is uplifting is what I'm trying to like say, which is really cool to me because it's like a very cool, like duality to me of the whole like trails in the sky because it encompasses so much emotion. So it's like you have the one melancholic sounding one, but also the really like positive sounding one. Well, you said must be why I felt like I heard, you know, both sides of it right there at the same time. And I heard this, that, that makes total sense lady. Yeah. I'm so glad that I invited you guys on here since you have the, uh, you, you can pick apart music in the way that I definitely can't. I think you, I think you, um, I think you definitely pick up on it. It's just that like, it's understandable. It's like, I don't think everyone always has like the terms to describe it, but mm-hmm. that's the cool thing about music is that like, you like I know that you're definitely picking up on it, Tyler. It's just that it's like yeah. you might not always know how to describe it in a more like yeah, that's probably true musical or technical sense. But that's the power of music is that people get they they get it even though it's just like you might not know the actual terminology or something for it. Right, how to express it. So I have one little question to ask before we listen to it, and that is: Have you guys heard? Uh, the the evolution version. No, I might have. So I played I'm... through. Uh, I have four of the evolution games, but I've played FC and SC. Uh, even though I don't know any Japanese, I was basically I was wow. on easy mode. I just wanted to see the stuff and how it went, um, and I was really excited for this scene and this song specifically. And it's a little bit of a letdown. Uh, in my opinion, it doesn't have the same, I, I feel like it doesn't have the same emotion to it. And they completely changed the credit scene. So the photos aren't there at all. Um, and oh, I think yeah. that's like, 
that's like one of the most important parts of the credits scene. So, yeah, for sure. So I will be definitely including the P- the original version, not the Evo version. I just thought of the best line, too, to, like, describe the duality of it. Like, sorry, I know that, like, I already, like, like tried to describe based on, like, the musical aspect. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know how, like, Hoshino Arika, at the end, it goes, like, like, it goes down. Mm-hmm. goes down. And then... Uh, feeling so with the wind, it goes like, na, 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 na. it ends higher. Higher, so yeah. Going up. Ah. Yeah, so that's the cool, that's a cool line to me too. I just remembered those yeah. lines too. Nice. Well, let's take a listen to Hoshino Arika. Nakushita mama 
this is my last pick, guys. Um, this is from Trails in the Sky the Third, which also just happens to be my personal favorite game in the Sky Trilogy. Um, and this is called Aster House. So this track means a lot to me, uh, both because of what it emotes, in my opinion, in the story of Trails in the Sky the Third, but also it reminds me a lot of like um, a lot of personal aspects sometimes like in my life. Uh, but first, I'll just talk a little bit about the stuff that goes on during the game when you hear this. Um, so when we first hear the song, it plays when you're literally finally get to Aster House um, and you you relive with the two other party members the entirety of like Kevin and Reese's childhood memories growing up at the church run orphanage. Um, and the fact that I think a lot of the times people would think of that as something that is troublesome or sad, but at the same time, like that's also something that can be seen as like developing someone's resiliency um towards life or like how to face adversity with like um you know with hope or like a future and so the fact that they could remember good childhood memories uh even though i think a lot of people might associate being like an orphan as like bad like just straight up bad it's just like no they um really supported each other and the same thing with the fact that they learned from rufina because they were talking about how uh, Rufina would help with the cooking and then they would help her, right? Um, so the fact that later on when this track plays and um, Rufina this, so this track plays the last time it only plays twice in the whole game the second time it plays is when Kevin and Reese are invited by the spirit of Rufina after they defeat the final boss to basically say their final goodbyes, like have a um, closure. And the fact that Kevin and Reese make that decision to carry on what Rufina made her mission in the past uh, was you know, a more diplomatic way of solving things, to bring people together um, instead of like pulling people apart um, to create a better world. Kevin and Reese take that so take that mantle on. So the fact that this game, this song played first when they were reliving the past and childhood memories, it kind of reminds me of what Tyler was talking about, the whole Hoshino Arika thing for Estelle and how it's associated with memories in the past, but it also pushes Estelle forward. And that's what Aster House to me pushes Kevin and Reese forward into the future after they have the, you know, they develop the willpower, the courage to finally send off Rufina by shooting her, and then they carry on her dream into the future. And so also on just the personal level, Aster House, just like the fact that it, to me, it almost sounds kind of like Christmassy. Yeah. I would say it has yeah. like that nostalgic Christmas vibe. And me personally, Christmas is a huge uh, 
thing in my family, um, especially because uh, I grew up in like, I would call like a faith-based household. Um, and the fact that a lot of the hardest times uh, in my personal life have always happened around Christmas or December, um, both with like losing loved ones or like, <laughs> this is also when I was diagnosed with like a major a neurological illness like many years ago um it's just like despite that christmas music and all that kind of stuff it gives me just really nostalgic and like hopeful outlook so i think a lot of the times people will tell me like why would you feel happy during a sad time it's just like i might not i wouldn't call it happy but i'd call it like more like contentment and just like drawing off of that energy of thinking like remembering the good times and I'm blessed enough to have a support system around me that I can just rely on them to also help me get through stuff in the same way that Kevin and Reese learned that they can rely on I rely on each other to get through stuff so yeah that's that's how much Aster House means to me. <laughs> End essay. Wow, lady. I don't even know how to continue from there. Um, when you said Christmas, though, that was, I, I immediately was like, yep, yep, yep. Like the first thing I think of when I hear um, Aster House is, you know, Christmas, it brings you back to how you're younger, your younger days, at least to me it does. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, going down the stairs with my little brother, uh, to open up our presents that are waiting, you know, um, it's just the happiness and, and like a cozy. It also gives you the feel like of, of a warm, cozy fire, you know, going on yes. and with, a, with it snowing outside. Like that's the that's the first thing that comes to mind when I hear this without seeing, you know, Astro House. Just hearing just the sound by itself, the song by itself. Um, yes. It, it, Great you know, description. There you go. <laughs> um, it, it it just can't help but elicit a. I'm using that word a lot this time. Um, the emotion of just very nice contentment, full contentment, uh, happy mm -hmm. contentment. Um, so I, I thought this is a pretty nice song to hear during the parts that it played. And, and until you had brought it up, like, I actually totally forgot that this song played again uh, near the end <clears> when uh, when uh, Reese and, and Kevin sent off Rufina. It was, uh, I think that's a very fitting way to showed how they came together and that even though it was a really sad scene, they were still content in, in going on with the future together. Mm -hmm. I thought it was pretty, pretty neat. Really, really cool OST. Yeah. I think that, um, I, I never even thought that it was a Christmas, like a, a, a song that would evoke Christmas memories. But once you mentioned it, like I was pulled into a Christmas memory, just, just sitting here <laughs> thinking about it. Um, I don't have too much to, else to add, but that kind of, gave me a different like a new appreciation for this track um because i see it as oh, that wow. and it it did i definitely i grew up in a faith-based household too and church is important to me and i always got that aspect of it but to have the christmas thing come in too is really cool thanks yeah and the fact that it plays for our girls right and at the church right right yeah uh -huh. mm. but yeah but i'm glad to hear that that uh yeah, that it gives a new appreciation. That's also why I like talking music with 
everyone and you guys too because it does give me a better appreciation for the tracks when i hear why you guys like it okay so let's take a listen to astor house I'm going to bring up the rear here with, um, in my opinion, the uh, best OST in the Trail series, excluding uh, the Trails of Cold Steel 4 OST, and that is Dreamy and Boisterous Holy Land, which plays in Trails in the Sky the Third. Dreamy and Boisterous Holy Land is definitely my favorite uh, OST in the Sky trilogy, uh, and i got to give thanks to Lady for actually making my awareness of it uh, as I kind of brushed over the first time. Uh, so I like how this song has so many, it, it has so many different, uh, I don't know, parts to it. There's, you know, the, it starts off really, really soft and easy, you know, like, Ooh, this is a mysterious battle that's about to begin, you know, and it's the final battle of uh, the whole trails in the sky arc. And then it just, despite looking into the depths, you know, of, of despair, then that guitar comes in and it's just, we're, we're going to fight despite all the odds, you know, against us, the, the evil that we're facing. Uh, it, 
just the, the beat to it, the instruments that come into it, um, the, the how important the fight is, everybody coming together uh, from the whole Trails in the Sky arc. I just thought it was just such an awesome way. Uh, Falcom did, did a good job coming up with this this OST to really amp up how epic of a battle this was. And uh, for that, that's why I give this definitely my number one pick uh, for the Trails in the Sky arc. Yeah. Awesome points, Beth. It's the whole, um, the fact that this is pretty much the closure, uh, or sorry, not the closure, the closer to all the battles in the entire Trails in the Sky trilogy. So um, the fact that there's one point in the song that's like very much to me encompasses like finality, like this is the end, it really punctuates it. Um, it's the part where like the rhythm gets like, really like i wouldn't call it fast paced but it's just like the part that goes like that part that's just like perfect time to just in my opinion like close the battle but that's also after you listen to the organ part before that just letting everyone know um but i do want to talk about actually the beginning part of the song so to me, what's cool about the third is that it has a lot to do with um, everything is surrounds like the psyche, right? Like the mind, because, uh, you know, Kevin's stigma, like stigmas manifest from like mental trauma in the presence of an artifact. And um, for Kevin, he's going through that the entire game and then the doors also highlight the fact that you are going through people's memories and stuff so you're exploring their inner you know mind basically so the fact that dreamy and boisterous holy land it starts off with such a like kind of like harrowing feeling of just like super deep despair like um just basically i'm staring into the abyss of like the human uh nature and what humans do and you can get stuck there if you choose to stay there but the fact that it turns around when you hear cry for me cry for you come in with like the guitars after like i think a build-up of almost like a minute that's where in my opinion you kind of <clears throat> get that whole like nah we're not going to let that encompass our lives like we're gonna keep pushing forward keep persevering and not let the you know the despair and the darkness and the inner mental you know struggles you go through like uh you know that to me it's just like kind of like the persevering through adversity kind of song when it hits that part I'm really glad that you picked this one because it's uh it's such an underrated song I think. It's one that a lot of people might might not mention as often as uh other battle tunes or other tracks that are played in in not just Trails in the Sky but in in the third specifically. And it's it really is like a a perfect final boss uh track. And final boss tracks are like 
it must be really hard to write because you have to kind of try to outdo all of the other ones you've done because the final boss is the most important thing that you're fighting. Yeah, for sure. Dang. <laughs> Thinking about Falcom, JDK, or whatever band was like there at the time, uh, trying to think about how can we close up this trilogy, you know? They nailed it with this one, yeah. I, I think. They, lady, you made you nailed it with all the points that uh, you made with how it's, despite, you know, being in such a, I, I thought that Trails in the Sky third just had such a dark theme to it. It was a lot darker than yeah. uh, Trails in the Sky FC and SC up to this point. It was a it was a different kind of game, and, and the whole, you know, Phantasmagoria thing, and, and facing all this evil, you know, you you literally go to, you go to the depths of hell, right? Um, yeah, you go to Gehenna. Yeah, so it, it, it this, this song here, it, when it starts in the beginning, just like you said, you're in, you're looking down deep into, into this, but the, the, yeah. the fact that you come out of it, cry for me, cry for you, the guitar starts playing. I love it. I love it so much and all the different parts that come along with it and the pipe organ later on too, of course. <laughs> Heck yeah. Yeah. Organ is amazing. Okay. Well, let's take a listen to dreamy and boisterous Holy Land.
So after we counted down our top three, it was actually really hard for us to get all of our picks down to just three. I mean, there's, I don't even know how many dozens of songs there are in the Sky Trilogy, but one that is an honorable mention for me that didn't quite make the cut that I still like a lot is uh, A Cat Relaxing in the Sun. It's just a really uh, nice, calm song that makes me feel like I'm at home. And that's kind of all I have to say about it. I don't know if you guys can pick that one out. I mean, yeah, it's just a very nice, like, acoustic. Uh, it's very peaceful. It's just calming. It's peaceful. Um, to me, I always think about how, like, you hear it play in the different, like, rural villages, right? Mm-hmm. But um, specifically, like... Uh, is it called Ravenue? Is that what it's called? Revenue Village? I don't know how to pronounce it. Ravenue yeah. Village? Agates Village? So the fact that you hear that song play, but then you see what happens to it in SC with like the dragon, mm-hmm. it just, it's it's kind of really heartbreaking to think in some ways that it's like, oh, it was such a peaceful, like relaxing, just, they were just living their own lives at their own pace and then... Boom! Dragon! <laughs> Destroy our livelihood. So, um, sorry, that was kind of, like, sad <laughs> to, like, end it on that way. But, yeah, it's a, it's a big contrast to me when you hear it there and then. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. It, it seems like a really, you know, heartwarming, relaxed, like, ch- chilling and, and how about this? It's like uh, Astro House, but without the Christmas feel. How about that? <laughs> That's what it is to me. Yeah, it's, this one is more like a summer feel to me almost. Or like fall. Mm-hmm. Summer or fall. Autumn in a log cabin. That's what this feels like to me. Autumn in a log cabin. Mm, yeah, that's a, that's, a good, that's a good description, actually. Alright. So, um, as Tyler said, it's, it was really hard to narrow down uh our top picks for Trails in the Sky trilogy, but um, for me, I would say, like, a very big honorable mention is Decision to Leave, and we first hear that in FC, um, and that's when Joshua kisses Estelle, but then he slips, you know, like the sleep agent or whatever it was. So, um, and then he's just off and he has no, she has no idea where the heck he's going or where he went. Um, so that was huge. And the thing about it is that the choice of like both the backing track of it is sounds so ethereal. Um, and then the piano, the synth of the piano that is kind of like chosen, it's very dreamy sounding. Like it's very like high up crisp, like dreamy yeah. sounding. And because of those things two together, it really makes me, you know, kind of, it gives that feeling of like you're questioning, is this really happening right now? Oh, yeah. Right. It's that big, just like, is this for real? Is this happening? Because it also plays when 
uh, Joshua and Luve meet again for the first time on the Glorious after all that time. And I feel like that was probably a big thing for Joshua and Luve. Even though, you know, I feel like they're both kind of like stoic enough in that way to never really ever comment on it <laughs> for themselves. But I would say, I would assume they must have been kind of just like, is this for real right now? <laughs> like, are we really standing face to face talking like this on, on the Glorious? What? Uh, lady, I'm so glad you picked this as your album mention. Um, when I first hear this one, and the, one of the most, if not the most impactful part to me that happened, when I totally lost it, uh, this song was playing. Um, so I when, think I know what you mean. <laughs> I think you know exactly what, what the part yeah. I'm talking about. Um, when uh, the crew, they defeat Wiseman, and they run out of, or uh, I was telling Joshua, I got separated. Uh, because of something that fell on the pathway in front of them between the rest of the crew and those two. So they had to go a different way. And when they got outside, they got trapped on this pillar um, due to the crumbling of, of the city in the sky that's happening. Uh, so when they realized that they were totally and utterly screwed, this music started playing and they still, they looked at each other like they were still happy and, and smiling and and they embraced each other and, and had a kiss. And even though this all happened, it was so powerful. And this soundtrack playing behind it just made it, it was perfect uh, before they started, before the pillar finally fell and they fell. Um, and it's perfect that you picked this because my second pick played right after this whole thing that happened. Uh, actually, no, it was actually, yeah. sorry, another track after that, rather. There was another track that played between those. But uh, I think that this track is just amazing. Yeah, I'm really glad you picked this uh, song, too. And I'm actually not going to say too much about it because you might hear me talk about it again a little bit later. But I agree with everything you guys said. It's it's just, you know, it, it's the scene when you're sitting there, like, in, in FC when it plays, like, no, Joshua, what are you doing? Yeah. This is not acceptable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I can't believe, like, is this truly happening? What? Yeah, and you're right. Like the, it sounds like, like that. Is this happening? Dream type. Yep. Mm -hmm. I I couldn't believe what was happening when, when I started playing at that point. Man, oh man, just the feels come back just just hearing it again. <laughs> I actually watched a bunch of these scenes earlier this week, and like it's always a good decision <laughs> when I do crap. it. Kind of to prep, yeah. Like, it's always a good decision when I do it, but right after, like, you know, the video ends, and you're like, oh, man, I yeah, feel like, I feel like I just ran 10 miles. <laughs> I've been hit by a truck. What do I do? <laughs> so, I guess I'm going to go ahead and say my honorable mention then. Um, I think this is probably... Probably, the, if I had to guess, the community favorite amongst all of the Trails in the Sky arc. And that is um, Gin no Ishi, or in English it's called Silver Will. And it plays uh, during uh, Trails in the Sky FC for the first time, but we do also hear it again. Um, I believe it plays uh, either 
during or after the battle with Louis in FC. Um, yeah, with with him. With him, okay. And then in SC, it plays uh, when oh man, oh man, this is another important part of SC to me. Uh, when Joshua overcomes the uh, the, uh, the stigma that's in, that's been carved into him by a Wiseman, and he stands up. You know, after almost, man, talking about making my heart sink a couple times, <laughs> you know, almost taking out a spell, uh, he stands up and you hear that song play, I'm like, yeah, that's right, you know, you just get, you just get so into it, and this, this uh, OST just is really well done, just, just the composition of it, I think, is really, I like the beat to it as well. Uh, really yeah, good. very rhythmic, yep. very driving, yeah. So I don't I know. Also, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Tyler. You, you can go ahead. I was. You're supposed to go first in the order. Oh, okay. Thanks. Um, I also wanted to comment, if this is okay, on the like the uh, super arranged version. Mm-hmm. So like the version that plays when you are fighting Louvé, uh in um, SC. It's just like. It's, that, it's like just like the opening every single time. It's like it perfectly encompasses to me like this thematic uh, thing that I think Falcom has done for the Trails in the Sky trilogy, which is really fitting. It's like this whole very wind slash breezy kind of mm. feel. And like the opening of the super arranged version always perfectly encompasses that like wind feel to me yeah and because of that too it to me personally it really hits home when Louvé doesn't make it that it's kind of like he is sort of gone with the wind now in my opinion like it's just like he still lives on in like everyone's hearts especially the people who like he mattered to who he mattered to the most, like Joshua, right? Wow. But, um, yeah, it's kind of like this feeling of even though they're separated now by, like, it sounds really, really cheesy. <laughs> it's really cheesy to say it, but it's like, I also really like this anime slash visual novel called Air <laughs> um, back in the day. And there was a lot of, like, air slash breezy kind of, like, theming and thematic imagery and it's just like that feeling of even though they're separated now they're always still connected like he's in the wind <laughs> channeling your inner Gaius there lady the wind <laughs> yeah I um it's funny you brought up uh the scene where Joshua breaks the stigma uh cause have you seen the artwork from the Evo version for that scene I have not actually. Okay, um, I'm gonna send it to you right now because I have I've got it kind of handy. Hang on. I want to see this. Uh, yeah. I'll send it. I'll send it to you too. <clears throat> it's yeah. it's really good. Well, it's actually from right before that. Okay, I sent it to both you guys. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah, exactly. Shoot. Oh my gosh, Estelle. Oh my 
Gosh, dude. Just that. I've never no. seen this. She's got like that slight smile no, on her face. Yeah. That that scene, like that that image is like. So so I said that I played through the Evo versions of FC and SC, and I don't know if you've seen any of the playthroughs or anything, but when a scene comes up, that picture will come across the whole screen. Um, and so. Wait, when when that happens in the game, Perfect. that that picture it comes up over the whole screen, and wow. you're just like, oh no! <laughs> Even though I had played the game, this was the third time I was going through SC. I was still like, oh my gosh! Like this is, yeah. So I kind of think of that scene, that uh, image when uh, Silverwill plays. So yes, yep, yep. Right when he gets up from this, he wakes up from when he stands up and just. Ashes at, at Wiseman. At mm-hmm. Wiseman. Actually, yeah. my favorite part might be where he like smiles and has his eyes closed because he knows that the stigma's been broken. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, yeah. The, and Wiseman doesn't know because his back is turned in. Right, he's got like the I gotcha. Ultimate smug. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> This, this this picture here captures it even more than when I first mm-hmm. saw it. So when I was looking, I remember seeing Estelle's um, portrait art. How she was kind of having that smile, even though she knows she's about to, or she thinks she's about to die. Like, yeah. uh, she, and she's so worried for how Josh is going to react mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. when he snaps him out of it after doing it. And, and seeing this here, it makes it even, oh gosh, just, just get overwhelmed with emotion. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness, I'm so yeah. glad you shared it. Thank you so much, yeah. Tyler. It's too bad that the oh, people yeah. on the podcast can't see it. Oh man! All we have to tell you have to tell them to go look it up. Look yeah. Up yes. Evo, Estelle, and Joshua before Joshua is about to kill her. <laughs> but yeah, oh, it's it's like it's that whole she was trying to reassure him. Yes. Even in the end, that it's like it's not your fault. Like don't hate yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Please, you know. Um. Yeah. Dang. This is. Wow, this is intense, man. That's <laughs> one of the best couple ladies. Why? Those it images. Is. Yeah, for sure. Those... You know me, though, Fab. <laughs> you know my taste too. I, but, I... but yeah, they, they're definitely like the uh, headlining couple, at least in trails, and it is very emotional. Uh, yeah, this is a great picture to not not for like the. They're like, it's great to see this happen. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like great at like just evoking the emotion even more. It's it's funny, yeah. like when those pictures show up in the different scenes in the Evo versions, it's like you might think it would be weird for the game to cut from that to a full screen image of something else, but it's it doesn't at all. It's it's all great. Nice. Wow. All right. Can we also give a thanks to to best boy Kevin? Thank you, <laughs> Father Kevin. Yes. Otherwise, this would have been a very sad, sad scene. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> well, that just about wraps up the first part of the music episode here. Uh, I just want to say thanks to Lady and Feb for joining me. If you guys want to tell everyone where the people can follow you at. Great. Thank you, Tyler. And thank you so much for having me and Feb on your podcast. It was such a blast to talk about music with you. Um, For my other content, 
uh, you can find me on YouTube at Lady Virgilia. Um, I am currently doing um, summaries, story summaries of the games that uh, you kind of really need to know the story of to get the full appreciation of Cold Steel 3 and uh, later on Cold Steel 4. Um, I am currently doing Trails to Azure, and um, I'm hoping to have all of that done, uh, all four parts of the summary done, by the time Cold Steel 3 comes out in late October. Uh, but otherwise, you can find my other story summaries, uh, starting with Trails in the Sky SC. Um, I did not do FC because another great YouTuber did FC. But you can find summaries of SC, Trails in the Sky the Third, Zero no Kisuki, and then Aono Kisuki is what I'm working on right now. And afterwards, once I'm done with the cross spell arc summaries, I'm planning to do character studies of um, the Trails characters. So if that's something that interests you, uh, diving into their personalities, their backstories, their, uh, basically their character development, then um, I point you to my content and my channel. Um, that sounds and... really exciting. <laughs> Thanks, I'm glad you're excited for that. Um, and then when it comes to streaming, um, I'm planning to stream a lot of the big or major moments, story moments, of Cold Steel 3, once that comes out in English in October, um, I will be on Twitch at the same name, Lady Virgilia. Um, I don't have anything set up right now, but I will have that all set up by the time it comes out in October. And my buddy, my, my bud February night, <laughs> will be helping me, uh, choose which parts of the stream to or which part of the games to stream just because i i'm going in blind to cold steel 3 um i've never played it before i've never seen the story before so uh he'll let me know what big parts to stream and hopefully you might be able to hear the observations or um reactions of someone who is familiar with all of the Trails games up to Cold Steel 3. So, speaking of streaming, I'll let Fed take it away. Thanks, lady. And Tyler, I also want to thank you very much for having me on uh, for yeah. this, this podcast. Uh, I love talking about uh, OSTs in general. Uh, I, I constantly praise Falcom on my streams uh, with this OST, that OST, any OST that plays, I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. this is a good one. Oh, that's a good one. I find myself just saying that all yeah. the time. So. <laughs> yeah, I remember hearing you say that, too. It's funny. <laughs> Thanks again. And, Lady, thank you very much uh, for uh, collabing, as always. Uh, so, Lady and I have collaboration streams once a week, and those are on Sunday evenings on my channel on Twitch, which is uh, February Night 4. And I archive all my streams on my YouTube channel, which is February Night February Space Night, and um, on my YouTube channel, I also have uh, all of my stream playthroughs of Trails of Cold Steel 3 and Trails of Cold Steel 4 with English subtitles. And those English subtitles, by the way, are, were provided by uh, 
Kitsune547's hard work uh, with his uh, subtitle spreadsheet. I can't imagine how much effort went into that, and I don't think my channel would be anywhere where, near where it is without without that. Uh, so big thanks to him. Um, so I stream three nights a week. Sundays are the collab streams at 8.30 Eastern Time. Uh, Wednesdays and Fridays are uh, solo streams at 9.30 Eastern Time. And uh, if you guys are interested in following me on Twitter, uh, I am pretty active on Twitter. You can follow me at February night four. You have good retweets. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you very much. I I see so much of the awesome Falcom community uh, retweeting amazing fan art, you know, funny memes. <laughs> um, <laughs> More memes. Yes, yes, absolutely. And, and lady, I want to thank you very much for letting me. Um, do some narration for being a part of your your channel content as well uh, during through some of your yes. story summaries. Thank you, Feb. For um, by the way, guys, Feb will be helping me on the next part that's coming out for Trails to Azure. So that's my next video. Feb will be helping out with uh, that one. So look forward to it, and also check out um, our Trails in the Sky third door slash lore summary. Feb helped me with that one, and also in uh, two of my Zero No Kisaki summary stories. So go check out those videos if you want more trails and more uh, Feb too. <laughs> thanks, uh, thanks, guys. And if you want to follow me, I'm Trails in the Sky on Tumblr. There's a couple of dashes in there, like always, but it's I'm sure you can find it if you just search for it. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Y'all have a good one. See ya!